The phones are ringing off the hook. The board is lit up. The DJ just played that new hit. Dana's in the booth of a big commercial radio station. She runs the night show, all alone, keeping thousands of people company deep into the night, spinning records. Well, that's what, you know, we want people to think, but... (laughs) Right. The computer was spinning records. Exactly. (laughs) And you got a phone call. Yeah, I had pretty much just started my shift, so I'm getting everything together, and I get this phone call, and it's this guy... Uh, who wanted to know what a song was that was played maybe five hours ago, not during my shift. He's describing a song so vaguely. You know that song, and it's got like a girl, and they're like, la la. And you're like, yeah, oh, that song. And I just said, you know what? It's not easy for me to just go figure that out, and I'm, I'm live here right now. I'm working, you know, running the commercials. And his response was, oh, 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 I, 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 I didn't mean to bother you. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. And sounded hurt and lonely and sad. And I can't let somebody have their feelings hurt. Then I said, call me back later and I'll see if I can figure it out. And that was my mistake. He called you back later. Mm-hmm. And I told him what the song was. And his level of gratitude was over the top. Like, thank you so much. Oh, you're an angel. You didn't have to do that for me. Clearly no one does anything nice for this person. What was the song? It was uh, Maroon 5, She Will Be Loved. Beautiful. He called you up to ask you for that song. (laughs) Right. She had some trouble with herself. that I became his new favorite person and then he started calling me every day sometimes it would be once a night maybe twice a night sometimes it would be 20 times a night I could tell this was a guy who was definitely in his 60s had way too much time on his hands I knew that he was off and lonely. His family pretty much had, they had written him off. And he would call and say, like, don't ever have a kid because they'll break your heart. And he was crying. Just like all radio stations, Dana's station puts on events, record releases, concerts, giveaways. At one event, her caller thinks she's going to make an appearance. So he shows up. So the guy shows up at the event, wanders around, and then asks where I am. And the DJ said, she's not here. And then he handed him a bag and gripped his hand and said, guard this with your life and give it to Dana. The station manager opened the package before Dana got it because he knew. He knew something was not right. It may as well have been ticking. In this tightly wrapped package, it was a strange assortment, a card with a handwritten poem about the Lord. There was a a crocheted sweater, a tiny pair of hand-knit bright pink baby boots, and a book. A book about that actress Rebecca Schaefer who was killed by a stalker. Whoa. 
Now, I don't know, Dana, about yourself, but that would scare the hell out of me. That's when I realized that this guy was not just some harmless listener. That's when I really knew he was crazy. So Dana calls the cops and they pay the guy a visit at home. They are blunt and they tell him how things are going to be from now on. And said, you're coming off like a crazy stalker and you're scaring her. And then he called the overnight person and said, this is my last phone call. I won't ever call again, but she's still my angel. So that that was the end of it. Once he backed off, I kind of, I mean, after a while, I kind of forgot about him. No phone calls, everything's cool, back to normal. Yeah. A sense of calm returns. Dana doesn't hear from him for months. But then one night, the phone rings. Oh, no. It cannot be. It can't be. No, 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 no. Not anymore. Not him. Welcome back to Snap Judgment. Storytelling with a beat. When we left off, Dana had not received any strange calls or packages for months. And then one night, he calls. It it was just kind of out of the blue, and it was just like, here we go again. Like, this run, he was on one. It was crazy. I mean, he would call all day long. He he just got more and more insane. Everything had hidden meaning just between he and I. So he thought I was speaking to him through the song. It could be Natalie Merchant, but to him, that was me telling him something. He would say things sometimes like, you are sending me messages. A voice in the sky. I'm this genius and I'm running this airplane. 747. Meet me on the Golden Gate Bridge at midnight. Just calling to tell you you're a genius. Mensa told the angel that I got the message. One night he called and said he loved the song that I played at 4 o'clock in the morning Thank when I wasn't you, there. An angel. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Weird poems and newspaper. Everything was a sign. Why in the world did you not just hang up on this guy every single time he called? Because I have no boundaries and felt bad for him. How did the situation change? It was suggested that a restraining order has to happen. So the restraining order goes through. The guy can no longer call Dana. He can no longer write to Dana. He is ordered to turn in any weapons potentially trained on Dana. The only thing he can do to Dana is listen to her on the radio. And I was told, you know, now if he contacts you, it's over. He goes to jail. And so he started writing me anonymous postcards. Uh Uh-uh, that is not how this works. You can't just go around the restraining order. So the cops check out the case again just to see. The police went through the case, and they were like, wait, he never turned over, over firearms. And so they went to his house, and sure enough, he had about six guns. Six guns? Six? Six guns? The guy has six weapons. He is a personal army of one. And uh, they removed the guns and took him to jail. The guy goes to jail. Finally. Finally, he's locked up. Dana is safe. Friends, family, even Dana herself is starting to breathe that first sigh of relief. And I was at work 
A detective called me and said, I just want to let you know he bailed out. That's right, this guy, a danger to himself and others, is out on bail. He's a free man. There's only one thing going through Dana's mind. Now we've made him angry. Now we've made him angry. And he's going to come for me. And he's going to come for me. For those two weeks when I knew he was out of jail, we were waiting on his trial. I mean, I that was the scariest time in my life. I'd be at the grocery store. If the checkout person asked me a question or I had to speak, I would, you know, kind of whisper it or be like, don't talk to me. This professional radio DJ who makes her living sending her voice out into the world is afraid to speak in public for fear. Because he could be there and hear me and know who I was and I wouldn't know who he was. Two weeks. Dana has to wait for two weeks until the guy goes to trial. Two weeks alone, the question, is it better to be at work where he can hear you or home alone? Where no one can. And the night before the trial, I fell asleep when the sun came up. And within like two hours, I'm woken up by my door sounding like it's about to be kicked in. And there was this, I mean, sirens and chaos noise outside my house. My my doorbell was being rang like off the hook. It was crazy. And I opened the door and there's two cops standing there. And they, they asked, they're like, are you Dana? You know, and I said, yeah. And they were like, okay, 10-4. You know, and they were doing their whole cop thing, talking on the walkie-talkie to someone else going, yeah, we're looking at her right now. Yeah, she seems to be fine. And then they're like, is there anyone else in the house? Blink once for yes. And they go, do you know why we're here? And I said, no. And then they were like, do you know that the detective has been calling you all morning? And, and I said, no, because my ringer's off. And I'm just sitting there going, what is your, what is going on? And then he just went, I just need to be the one to tell you this, that it's over. His trial was today and he didn't show up because he killed himself. He blew his head off. I had to sit on the floor. At first I felt relief. And then I felt sad. Why? I guess because, like, this person was so incredibly depressed. And even though I know it's not my fault, still, it was because of me. And I think about what I meant to this guy and to his life. As much as I was going, okay, this guy just comes into my life and brings all this insanity... By the same token, me accidentally coming into his life had ruined it, too. You're listening to Snap Judgment. Big thanks to Dana for sharing her story with us here. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.